Hey everybody, welcome to Breaking the Rules, Band of Pump Ones. I'm your host, Amber Casto, and I have my co-host here with me. Hi everybody, Nick Casto here. <laughs> we think we have the money spot with sound now, so... Yeah, the last podcast was the best sound I think we've ever had, so... Please... Write us, give us feedback. Um, we love seeing the the numbers grow of listeners, yeah. and absolutely enjoy having you guys um, as a part of this journey. Sure. We are so excited to talk about uh, reunion episode mm-hmm. two, but I'll go through just a couple of headlines. Um, Sheena has went public and denied that she knew anything so anybody's theory that was you know Sheena knew she did not she said you know she definitely had ideas I mean she went to Ariana so I really don't believe that it's that somebody else knew Mm -hmm. unless it's production and then we also have you know Lala announced on her Amazon live Love watching her Amazon lives. At some point, I would love to do that because you know I, well, you know I buy a lot from Amazon, mm-hmm. clothes wise, especially like yeah. I go on there and get work blazers and like body suits and shoes and you name it, I buy it on Amazon. It never works for me. It's super easy when it comes to, like, business casual stuff. Because now we can wear jeans and a blazer or a nice shirt and tennis shoes. Whereas before pandemic, (laughs) we were in the office every day. And we had to, like, you guys, I have so many, like, three-piece suits upstairs (laughs) and so many really nice clothes. But anyway, I would love to do that at some point. And on her Amazon Live, she told everybody that one of the executive producers spilled the beans and told her the revelation. However, she is on a press tour right now. Mm Kind of surprised me that she was on The View, too. Like, I get they wanted to bring Ariana in, but it really surprised me they brought Lala in because, you know, Bravo is NBC Mm. and The View is ABC. So, it's a totally different network. Yeah. Um... And I know that was one of the reasons why she didn't participate in the Randall Scandal documentary. I thought it was because of her ongoing custody battle. Yeah. It was not. It was because of the conflict with NBC versus ABC, and she's still in contract and could not participate. Interesting. Yeah. She did talk about that. But then when she's on The View mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. she talks about how she doesn't know the secret. That they still, today, if the view is live, which I think it is, didn't have not seen the episode. Mm-hmm. So, I think she just did that on the view because the moment she spilled the beans on her Amazon Live and mm-hmm. said she knew, she blew up. I'm sure the executive producer told her off. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> she even named him. So, I'm sure it really 
wouldn't go over well for her to continue that narrative on national TV. I mean, that was her Amazon Live, so it wasn't national TV. <laughs> I don't know. I That's just my thought. Mm-hmm. I think that she still knows, uh, but she doesn't want to... I mean, she's not going to tell a talk show. Oh, yeah, I know the secret. Yeah. Nobody else does, but I do, and I'm right here, <laughs> and you guys are all trained professionals to drill it out of me. Mm-hmm. No, thanks. The last thing that I had was wonderful Miss Billy Lee staying relevant, always staying relevant. (laughs) She's always like jumping to Tom Sandoval's defense. Like the dude is a 40 year old man who makes horrible decisions. He does not need you to come to his defense. And so this cake shop, which was Sweet Lady Jane Cake Shop, shout out to them. The cake is so cute and the cakes there are amazing but she they posted a cake and it says sandoval's a liar on it (laughs) (laughs) and she reposted it and was like you guys are like messing with people's mental health and you know i would be all for that like i would think it was a mob mentality if he wasn't touring the u.s (laughs) And, like, singing lyrics that, like, demean his castmates for not recognizing that, you know, his girlfriend's best friend was into him. It's just completely crazy to me that that's how the thought process goes for Billy. But Mm -hmm. she seems to be really, um, really strongly supporting Tom Sandoval these days and... She said it should have been a mental health cake. So, Billy, this one's for you. The mental health cake would be Sandoval's bad for women's mental health. (laughs) There's the mental health cake. I mean, those true statements, he's a liar, Mm -hmm. Billy. He's a liar. So, um, I mean, nothing else really big. I mean, Ariana got a Lay's campaign, and people are starting to be like, "She's, she's getting too much out of this. Bank it for all it's worth. Ride that train. This is probably the highlight of her career. Absolutely take advantage of everything that you can. She should. Mm -hmm. She'd be crazy not to. Yeah. So. And you know I'm not. And I say this with the best of intention. I'm not the hugest Ariana fan. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's because for me they came as a package deal always. So. Although I side with her in this instance, I absolutely understand what she's going through. I've been in her shoes, but I, I still look back at nine years of seasons and I'm starting to rewatch them, which is even really harder for me. Um, but it lets me see her constant stance alongside Tom Sandoval. And I hated him Mm -hmm. so much. Mm -hmm. It's a really strong word. I disliked him so much on screen that it made it super hard for me to have any real, you know, connection with her as a character on on the show as well. Mm-hmm. But let's get into it. You ready to get into it? <laughs> um. So, I mean, it kind of just goes right in mm-hmm. to the booze. To James Kennedy's booze. The booze were hilarious. The fact that he even came in 
if that was a strategy that he had coming in, it was hilarious. Every time he does it, it's the exact moment when I just want Tom Sandoval to shut up, too. So it's it's spot on Mm -hmm. the way he's delivering it. And he does end up um, Lala's definitely fighting with both of the Toms Mm -hmm. and James actually gets up and leaves. He gets up out of his chair and he walks off set as he's walking down the hallway. He's like, just fucking die, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm sure he doesn't really mean Mm -hmm. literally. And everybody would not be okay with that. So I'm laughing for the fact that I know that he was just like, just shut up. Like let, and for him, it's a music thing. So let the record die. Like, just let the record die, dude. (laughs) At least that's the way I interpreted it. Um, He makes me laugh, though, with some of the stuff that he says. Definitely, uh, Sandoval immediately calls Lala a narcissist. It made me laugh because (laughs) Lala goes, I might have an ego the size of this building, but I'm not a fucking narcissist. (laughs) She's not wrong. Yeah. Just because you have a, a huge ego doesn't mean you're a narcissist Mm -hmm. do i think at one point she displayed characteristics of a narcissist absolutely she definitely was headed down a really really bad path um around the time that she met Ringendol and was Mm -hmm. drinking pretty heavily i think she recognizes that though that's why she made the shift that she made and and it it definitely cost her uh, the connection in her relationship. Mm-hmm. Not that she would want to be connected with him, um, but that was their connection, was her being a, a, a drunk, yeah. mean girl. person. Yeah. yeah. Pretty girl. Party girl. Party, Party girl. Oh. Um, but this was the moment that Tom Sandoval said... You know, you pulled your IUD the day Stassi found out she was pregnant. Yeah, that was disgusting. Extremely offensive statement to a woman. Mm -hmm. It's a biological clock for a woman. So if seeing one of her friends, coworkers get pregnant Mm -hmm. makes her want to also get pregnant or gives her an opportunity. I mean, she could have been wanting to get pregnant And there was nobody on cast that was also pregnant. And so that was like, OMG, somebody else is going to do this. So I can also do this. And so to attack that and use that, the most vile and disgusting thing that I think I heard come out of his mouth this whole episode. He doesn't know how to read a room at all. And all of these women just look at him. She didn't hear him say this Mm -hmm. in that moment. Really glad she didn't. She did talk about this. She went live on her Instagram. Mm -hmm. She said that she would not have been able to stop herself from putting her hands on him Mm -hmm. had she heard him say it. She said she does really well until you mention her daughter. And she was like, Mm -hmm. the whole idea that he's saying that my daughter was conceived in any other way than with love then, you know, those are fighting words. Yeah. Yeah. Can't say I blame her. <laughs> no. Uh, there, James does come back and <laughs> immediately Andy tells him, stay in your fucking chair. 
just stay in that fucking chair. Uh, Andy does ask Lala about Randall mm-hmm. and their relationship, whether or not they talk. She definitely... Go ahead. Mm-hmm. She definitely... Uh, talks about how they don't even speak. Mm -hmm. There really isn't any type of a relationship. Andy then asks, you know, why Ocean isn't on the show, Mm -hmm. her daughter, with him. And she does say that was by design. That he filed things so that she would not be able to be on screen at all uh no pictures no nothing so that makes it extremely limited for lala especially if she doesn't have a man she's really only sharing herself although she holds her own yes she does i mean you said the other day whenever i i think i said somebody somebody mentioned that they did not like because I did a poll. I asked about bringing Raquel, Rachel, back mm-hmm. for season 11. What do you guys think? Should should they bring her back for season 11? I'm going to be honest. There was an overwhelming amount of no's. Wow. Overwhelming. Absolutely crazy. I didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. My vote is yes. Why not? I want to see the drama unfold. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of the speculation is that the shows are breaking off into spinoffs. You guys, if that happens, we're recapping the spinoffs. Yep. So we will be here we'll with you guys <laughs> for everything. And I can't wait. We'll probably adjust our name and just be breaking the rules. And then we'll just add Vanderpump ones and whatever the situation would be. So we will figure it out. We will adapt. <laughs> To whatever happens. But Andy does mention the LA Times article and uh, all of the the gory details. Um, Lala says that a lot of the stuff that she knows wasn't even in that article. So I know whenever, and I'm sorry guys, I'm having a really, really bad time with my throat. But whenever I listened to the author of the L.A. Times article was on the Vile Files today. Mm-hmm. And I did listen to that podcast. I listened to it before work this morning. This is what I do, you guys. And he laughs because he's still in bed. Yeah. And I log in for work sometimes at 6.30, but sometimes not till 8. Sometimes I'll wake up at like 5, 5.30 and I'll just come downstairs and listen to podcast or do research and it gives me a leg up to be able to report stuff back to you guys. <laughs> but the lady that wrote this article for LA Times, that's a good friend of Lala's, mentioned that nothing, none of the sexual allegations are in this article. Mm-hmm. And it's because nobody would rightfully stand behind them as they've all been silenced. Interesting. She talked about the sheer amount she's never seen this amount of evidence in writing against someone when she researched a story so just like mounds of lawsuits and paperwork and downright 
awful things in black and white where he paid people off for disgusting behavior. It's pretty crazy to think about. Um, They immediately talked about where she met him. She didn't meet him at SIR, hostessing, which is the job she got when she came on Vanderpump. She Mm -hmm. wasn't a hostess and then came on Vanderpump. It's the other way around, guys. Like, she came on Vanderpump and then became a hostess. And she, he came in there to eat and sent somebody over to get her name and mm-hmm. said, I want to get you for a movie. So she auditioned for this movie. Andy asked her, did you feel like you had to sleep with him? She said, I did not. Right. So that's the thing. I did not. Yeah. But he had other plans for her. So he's not going to show that side of himself yeah. unless right. he never wants to see you again. I mean, that's that's pretty evident. Mm-hmm. So she says that everybody starts arguing with her because she says that she didn't sleep with him that at that casting. And the first time she was with him, James was like, you told me that. Yeah. And she's like, no, I told you that I did that the first night we went out. Yeah, on their first day. Right. Yeah. Which is a little different yeah. than the first day you meet somebody. However, the first night after they went out, he's sending her Range Rovers and, (laughs) you know, Louis Vuitton showing up at her door and just craziness. And, you know, she mentions, I know now that if it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. Exactly. Andy tells her, Sobratty will do that to you. I mean, it doesn't take a genius. And James mm-hmm. cracked me up here whenever he mentioned. She was like, you know, I'm poor, lonely Lauren from Utah. And I came here and I just didn't know that's how Hollywood worked. And James is like, oh. I knew that's how Hollywood worked when I was eight. Really? <laughs> I think so. I think we did too, James. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, I think we were that and, we eyed we're from West Virginia, so we're we're from West Virginia, and now, granted, we have lived all over the place, Mm -hmm. like, from one side of the U.S. to the other, we are from West Virginia, so I've known that since I was little, like, my mom instilled that in me, like, you don't have to do this for this, it's not really necessary. Nothing's ever free. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) And Lala did mention here that she was four years sober. Yep. That's awesome. Absolutely insane. In this crowd, in this situation. Yeah, that'd be really hard. I I could not do it. And you know, I'm just a social drinker. I only like to drink every now and again. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, I'm going to get wasted on (laughs) Thursday night. You guys, my next two days are going to be absolutely epic. I have the VPR reunion episode three, mm-hmm. Wednesday night. I get up Thursday, work till noon, leave and head to the casino where me and my girlfriends have a room and tickets to see Matt Rice. There you go. I'm so excited. So that's a comedy show I can't wait for. I'll mm-hmm. I'll totally tell you guys some highlights when we recap episode three next week. Okay. 
We will be a little bit late given a recap unless I can recap with my coworker. I'm going to try and take my what equipment I can with me. Mm-hmm. But if I cannot do a recap for you guys, then uh, definitely will deliver once I get home. I'm in a business trip all yeah. week, so I won't be home until late Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I will be absolutely uh, watching and recapping yeah. all week. It'll be raring to go. Yeah. Anyway, I keep getting sidetracked. <laughs> um, it was funny because immediately mm-hmm. when everybody started like running their mouth about Randall, Andy was like, so now that everybody's uh, okay with talking about Randall, did you guys sign NDAs in Palm Springs? <laughs> James still denies signing an NDA. Do you think he signed one? He was supposedly still with his wife at that point. Yeah. I think he did. I think he did, and I think that James wants no part of any legal shit. Yeah. And so, he's not going to mention that he signed one because he doesn't want it to come back on him. Yeah, it's, yeah. Regardless of if it's from the, the Randall idiot. Right. So they break for lunch at this point mm-hmm. and immediately Schwartz starts doing push-ups on the floor. What the fuck is that? I don't know. He can't even do a real push-up. It was stupid. It was the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I felt like he just didn't know where to go. Yeah. Because he feels out of place with the rest of the group right. and he's definitely not going in the trailer to hang out with Rachel and Tom. Yeah, be awkward too. So, I, I almost felt a little bit bad for him mm-hmm. in this moment. I understand what a tough position he must have been put in, but I think the moment you asked Ariana to be in your wedding, you considered her a really great friend. Yeah, and you, you should have given uh, Tom Sandoval a deadline mm-hmm. you tell her by the end of this week like the week she, he told you you tell her by the end of this week or I'm telling her yeah not just uh, we'll play it by here yeah I think it's absolutely gross it, it is so uh, I definitely can say <clears throat> and I miss this in headlines mm-hmm. it was gay pride so there was all kinds of parties going on. Usually they're filming during Gay Pride. So yeah. this, I think this is the first year we haven't filmed that in a while. Mm-hmm. So um, it, besides last year, because I think last year was different. I'm really sorry, guys. I'm having a lot of trouble with my throat today. Mm-hmm. So I saw all kinds of people hit the streets for gay pride and did like the the vpr walk Mm -hmm. like through all the different places and yeah crawl (laughs) one of them was riley from uh, turtle time podcast and they do like all the um bravo shows Mm -hmm. he's pretty funny whenever scandaval broke he like turtle time yeah He, like, treated it like it was a state of emergency. Mm-hmm. He, like, got in his car and he was like, oh, my God. Like, you guys, he's so funny, babe. You would love him. I need to sh- I need to share that page with you because you would really enjoy him. 
you and him would be really good friends. <laughs> um, but he went and they actually, Schwartz came over and hung out with him at Tom Tom. <clears throat> he seemed to be, while Sandoval, and this is my problem, you guys, while Sandoval is at Chicago Bay Pride mm-hmm. and singing at a free concert in a little league field. <laughs> Schwartz was manding the bar during one of the biggest days of the year for them. Yeah. Well, he's left him high and dry, you know, through that um, tour. Yeah. <laughs> you know. His bogus rock tour. He yeah. thinks he's such a rock star. Anyway, um, they break for lunch and Ariana does change into a jogging suit. And they are all sitting out there. Sandoval goes out to the trailer and he meets up with Rachel. He immediately, you laughed out loud so hard at this part whenever he was like, everybody's like coming at me, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, and James, James is exactly how I thought he would be. He's like, Sandoval's over there blinking at me. What are you doing over there breathing? (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny because it was a really good impersonation. It wasn't wrong. I mean, he's not wrong, but it's so funny that we're all laughing, Sandoval. Mm -hmm. Guess what? We're all laughing at you. Were you as loved to laugh at everybody else previously? (laughs) No, everybody gets to laugh at you. Um, but it just, it made me laugh so hard. He said that Sheena was groveling to get back in Katie's good graces. Mm -hmm. Lala didn't really give a fuck. Um, she, she's like, she tells him that, hey, I can see all of it. And he's like, oh, (laughs) like he didn't know they were going to give her a CCTV in there to be able to sit there in the quiet. (laughs) <laughs> to watch it. I don't know. It just made me laugh that he was like, oh, oh, okay. Um, Little trailer. But he told her, he was like, they're, they're making us out to be pathological liars, even though we know we're not. Because cause we only lied about this. She's like, this one thing. yeah, we only lied about this one thing. one thing. It's, do you know how many lies went into that one thing? Right. Rachel, I don't, at this point, she doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't understand that this is not one lie. This is one million lies over seven or eight months, oh, yeah. maybe longer, of manipulating and conscruing everyone around you. Mm-hmm. So this is your time to, to pay the piper and to face the music and get in front of everybody I was, um, and we'll talk about it more whenever we get to the part where Andy was talking to her, but I did feel like she was sincere when she said, I feel like I need to be here to take accountability for my actions. I felt like that was a sincere statement because I don't feel that sincerity from Tom Mm -hmm. and I never heard him say that. Oh, no, no. Even though he preaches accountability. Um, and maybe that's a line he fed her and coached her on well. So maybe he totally have her has her manipulating me. I don't know. 
But there was one other time that I noticed emotion from her. One time I noticed true emotion, a tear in her eye. Mm -hmm. And I will talk about it whenever we hit it. Um, James is like, it, it kind of flips back to them at their lunch. Mm -hmm. And James is like, they should just go live in a yurt. <laughs> but Ariana really starts speaking the truth at the lunch table about, you know... At the moment in point, mm -hmm. Rachel wants or makes any demands on the relationship, like needs something, needs support, needs love, needs, you know, security. She's not going to be cool anymore. Um, she won't be so chill anymore. And mm -hmm. really what she's doing is she's comparing that to what it was when he was with Kristen and then got with her. Mm -hmm. because that's exactly what he kept saying is that you're so chill you're so cool like you'll do mushrooms with me and schwartz and hang out all night long <laughs> but at some point you grow up yeah. Yeah. and i think that's the thing she was growing up and i'll be honest i really think that if he was at home with her making dinner and hanging out she may have been at a different place when it came to kids yeah yeah. and a family and settling mm -hmm. down with him in that manner mm -hmm. uh, I don't think he realizes that or he's willing to admit that yeah. I don't know if he ever would probably not uh, Rachel it's you know pans back to Rachel and Tom and Rachel mm -hmm. starts talking about she's really uncomfortable watching them talk about their intimacy mm -hmm. and um, it kind of flips back and shows where they were talking about that month in January when things were going really well. And what really strikes me as odd whenever they say this is that they say, you know, their intimacy had increased in the month of January. They were getting along. Things were different. I mean, even Tom said this. Yeah. But Tom approached Tom Schwartz in January. January is when Tom Schwartz said he approached him. Mm -hmm. So why would he go to Tom Schwartz and tell him in January, hey, this is going on and I think I really need, like, I really need to end things with her. Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? It's, it just seems odd. Mm -hmm. It does. Timeline-wise. But... Rachel is quickly fooled. This is my problem with the two of them being together. He manipulates her so fucking easily. She's like, you know, it's not really looking good that you were intimate with her more than what you were telling me. So basically he was lying to you, bitch. Yeah. Like, did you really think he was telling you? Did you really think he was telling the truth? Did you really think he was telling the truth? I mean, look at Ariana. If she ever wants sex, she's getting sex. Yeah. Like... That's, you're not going to live alongside her. And that's the way it's going to be. I just, I felt like he, when he responded, it was nothing but like manipulation tactic to take it back to a point where she was putting him down so that that's what she was thinking about. Mm. Oh, well, she, she used to put me down, but then it just kind of changed to she wasn't putting me down anymore, but she was complimenting my style. Mm. Okay, Tom. If she was complimenting your style, 
it was not being nice. It was being kind. Nobody likes your green sequin pants, Tom. It wasn't being nice. It wasn't being nice in general. It was being kind to save face. Mm -hmm. That's what that is. But... Just being kind. she, She just is so... This was the moment where she... It's the cotton candy brain for me. She's so oblivious. Mm-hmm. She's just like looking at him like, okay, duh, <laughs> duh. She's moving her head back and forth. And she goes, I feel like she thought you got that you still wanted her mm-hmm. because you never broke up with her. You think? Right. Really? You think, Rachel, you think that by not breaking up with her, going to couples therapy and intimacy increasing, that she might have got the wrong idea? (laughs) It's so, it's so laughable Mm -hmm. that I can't, I can't comprehend it. The Tommy's like, yeah, I know we should have done this earlier. It's really brutal though. She talks about being in a transitional phase in her life mm-hmm. and the pendulum swung too far the wrong way. Okay. Don't ever use that again. If that's a pageant response that you like conjured up <laughs> you and Tom, don't use it again. It's really, really bad. Yeah. There's no pendulum of right and wrong. No. There is right And there is wrong. And you make the choice of right or wrong. And then you deal with the consequence of the choice that you make. Whether it be good or bad. And sometimes good choices get you bad consequences. Like, that's life. That's how the world works. But you don't get to say, oh, I think I just... I think I just hit the ball and it maybe went a little bit too far foul. That's... No, that's not how this works. But she's, like, got this whole thing in her head where that was one of the things that broke. I'm not sure if I believe it, Mm -hmm. but the rumor is that she is out of the treatment facility and she is shopping deals. Mm -hmm. That she is, they're, like, look forward to shitty Good Morning America interviews. (laughs) (laughs) Which, they're not lying. I think it was the Bravo babe. So, shout out the Bravo babe for for sharing that. Uh, I, again, I don't know if it's true. It's just speculation at this point. Because she's been in hiding for so long. But, definitely, if she's out, I hope she works on her mental, mental health. And, honestly, if she's out and she's not doing this press tour, I'm going to shut my mouth. Unless she continues to be on VPR. And mm-hmm. then I'm going to continue... Recapping the episodes just as we do now. Yeah. So, I really do hope that she works on herself. Apparently, you guys hope that she never comes back and works on herself. At least, (laughs) that's what my poll said. (laughs) But, uh, Lala, Sheena, Ariana, James, and Katie are... uh, talking about Sheena exiting because mm-hmm. Sheena will exit at this point. I, they are talking about, you know, the, um, whether or not she can be anywhere near, she doesn't really know if she's going to be able to hear everything. 
I would just assume they would know that, that they're going to be able to see and hear everything, but you're not allowed to participate, so she can't, like, chime in. Um, but it does pan back to the trailer, and he's leaving, but immediately throws a fit once he gets out of the trailer on producers because he wants to talk to Rachel without cameras. Yes. He wants unmiked. <laughs> This is not going to happen, and they they should should have been written in the contract for a reunion. If I'm being honest, if that's the way they wanted it to be, because I'm are they always mic'd like that at reunion? I'm curious. I'm definitely going to write in and ask some of the Bravo celebs. I don't ever recall you know during lunchtime. I've never seen them yeah. show break the fourth wall and show like they did. I loved it. Every second of it. I felt like we're getting way better reunions Mm -hmm. when we see how people are when the curtain comes down. So definitely understanding that the cameras are always around and they're going to catch your interaction. He just wanted to coach her some more about what had transpired since he got out there and they were attacking him. Mm -hmm. He wanted to make sure that she understood the assignment (laughs) before they went out there. It made me laugh because he threw a fit. He's like, I'm going to get an Uber or Lyft and get the fuck out of mm-hmm. here. Um, he's like hitting his vape. He's like blowing it. <laughs> blowing it. Yeah, like who says that? He's like his own fucking hype man now. He's like... <sighs> blowing it. <laughs> You're so stupid, Tom Sandoval. So, so stupid. He says he's a delicate... I'm in a delicate situation here. Yeah, he I'm a delicate man. <laughs> I'm a delicate flower. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> <laughs> he's so dumb. Anyway, he's saying they're so fucking rude. Mm-hmm. He's calling them dude. Does he realize these are his coworkers and bosses? And I don't talk to my bosses that way. I can't imagine talking to my bosses that way. Um, you have to understand that you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And if that's the way things are going, that's awful. Yeah. So we should start punishing the people that think that this, you're a reality TV star, you're not a celebrity. Right. And even if you are, you shouldn't talk to people. Agreed. Like that. Agreed. So the cast all comes back. After the next break, and they're joined by Allie, James's mm-hmm. girlfriend. They talk about how they met. Hmm. They met at a Tom and the Most Extra show. Yeah. Why, James? I get it. You were supporting and him. He was there for support. Yeah. But guess what? He doesn't even think you're his brother. He never thought you were his brother. I thought that was so disgusting because he was like, that's what you thought of me. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, that's what you thought. I just, that was the point in time at which I think James truly lost it. Yeah. And it's okay for him to lose it. But Andy asks Allie if she'd ever watched VPR and she tells him that during pandemic... Mm-hmm. She went down the Bravo rabbit hole. <laughs> Everybody's been down the Bravo rabbit hole, sweetheart. And she, he's like, and nothing scared you about James? <laughs> um, 
she said that she definitely once she met him she she felt like it was really different mm-hmm. um andy talks about the meeting of her six weeks after the breakup with Raquel. So breaking up with Raquel in December 2021. Mm-hmm. And then six weeks later, he's with Allie. Yes. She says that they did plan to go slow and then it just kind of organically took off on its own. Mm-hmm. Coming from two people who started out a lot similar, mm-hmm. you and I... We always planned to go slow. And, I mean, at first we did. We talked on the phone and, like, messaged with each other yeah. for a month or two before I even met up with him. Mm-hmm. And then I dated him for two or three months before I let him meet the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got offended by how long it was. A little bit. A little. <laughs> hey, it was the first time that the kids had ever met someone. Yeah. So, I was kind of being cautious for a reason and I mean that explains me in a nutshell guys um so Lisa she kind of pipes in and says that you know she definitely co-signs on Allie she thinks that Mm. she's amazing she's really good for him I agree I think she is hands down great for him uh James explains that um, he has grown up and he's a lot different than what, you know, the guy that he was when he started this show. Tom rolled his eyes when they panned to him. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah. So that one really, I was like, "Mm." Andy does bring up some of the bad things that James had said about Raquel's family that Raquel mentioned whenever they were on the Lake Havasu trip mm-hmm. with the girls. And I don't agree with some of the stuff that she said that he said. Never okay to call someone fat. You know that I really don't like derogatory or calling somebody out of their name. Mm-hmm. It just, to me... He felt really, um, I think, whenever he mentioned immediately, well, they were talking about my dick size at the Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving table. Whenever you change a conversation and the dinner table becomes a place where you're talking about your daughter's boyfriend or fiance's dick size. Come on, guys. The comfortability on what you throw down, especially when you get pissed off, if that's what you're saying when you're in a good mood... When you're pissed off, you're getting a fuck you mm-hmm. and the fat fucking horse you rode in on. <laughs> like, that's where I'm using fat, the fat fucking horse. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I, you're definitely getting some pretty hastily insults if that is the normal conversation in that house. Yeah. So, it, it's a weird family. Yeah. when And when he says that, it pans to Rachel in the trailer and she... Looks like she's denying it, mm-hmm. but lying. Like, I'm reading your body language. You look to the left, then to the right. You're, like, freaking out at, like, wh- how can I rebuttal this mm-hmm. when somebody brings it up when I get out there? Because you know she's sitting in this trailer thinking, oh, my God, I'm not. I'm glad I'm not out there for this. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. You know she is. Oh, man. I, I would be so mad at my parents. 
<laughs> I couldn't even imagine. I can't either. Like, and I, t- I, I actually panned when we were doing our recap notes. I panned to Nick, and I was mm-hmm. like, "So, how would you feel if I, if I ask our daughter's boyfriend what his dick size was at the table, or whether he was circumcised?" Yeah. <laughs> like. That would not be cool. That would not go over well with him. Go figure, guys. Like, (laughs) nobody wants you to do that. I don't know, but he was saying that the dad was miserable because of her. And he's probably not wrong. (laughs) If that's who she is and that's the way Mm -hmm. she acts, he's probably not wrong. I'll just... Yeah, I'd be sick of her shit, too. But... The FAT comment regarding her was not nice. Yeah. We don't like that. Um, and that's kind of what Allie said, that she definitely didn't like that. Um, but she also said that she never felt that he wasn't over Ra- Rachel. And I think that's a fucking lie. Right. She right. even mentioned it at one point in a confessional. If you're not over, then just don't be with somebody else then. Yeah. And if that thought's going through your head, then the thought of him still caring for her is going through your head. So don't say never. Right. Don't use an explicitive like that. It's never going to do you good later. And um, she talks about their drinking and how they take breaks. Yeah. This conversation really didn't make sense to me. I mean, you're a drinker. If you're drinking and you don't drink every other month, like, I don't say that I'm a drinker. I'm a non-drinker because I take breaks. Mm -hmm. Like, you're a social drinker. That's what that is, a social drinker. Um, You shouldn't be binging. If you're binging, then that's a problem. That's an alcohol problem. That's what that's called. All of the cast are rolling their eyes at their talk on what they consider breaks of drinking. Schwartz, he cracked me up here because he was like, two cocktail James is great. He's probably not wrong. He probably isn't wrong. People who get extremely intoxicated and go off are triggers for me. Yeah. I mean, you know that. I've had that in my family. I was married to that. Yeah. It's a big, huge trigger for me. So usually if I'm around, another thing that's trigger for me is if somebody is drinking and playing loud music and I'm like, it's like, you know, one, two, three, four in the morning and I'm laying in bed. It's, it's very triggering. I get anxiety really bad. So I have to remove myself from situations sometimes because of that, because Mm -hmm. of like the, the really, really, obnoxiously sarcastic loud drunk and I mean that in the in the best way possible because it's not somebody who is a horrible person Mm -hmm. but it's somebody who can't handle their liquor and gets really mean and uh sarcastic and just nasty so they usually get into a fight with people and that's me like I'm on edge just waiting for the next fight to happen yeah Yeah, me so takes you back to childhood Yeah. yeah So those are definitely things that are, are triggers for me. So I, I get that mm-hmm. totally. But it does, Sandoval immediately jumps in and starts talking about, and nobody was even talking to you, Sandoval. Like he just wanted a chance to throw somebody else under the bus during this reunion. And so he was like, you know, we had this gig in Atlantic, in Atlantic City mm-hmm. and the last time we asked him to go with us, 
and he had no shirt on. He was in the rafters. Apparently, he smacked some girl's ass, and then they had to get her to sign something so she wouldn't, like, <laughs> sue them. And I guess I shouldn't laugh at him, like, smacking somebody's ass. At, at, I, I laugh, too, so um, I shouldn't because if somebody doesn't want that, then that absolutely is super uncomfortable, especially if it's somebody who's there with somebody, mm-hmm. and then they ended up getting in a fight with their partner over it because they thought they warranted that. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that definitely happen to to women, and mm-hmm. so I... I definitely don't want to see something like that happen. However, I think that Sandoval was looking for any opportunity to jump in and throw something in there. And I very seriously doubt that he wasn't, like, Mm. touching women inappropriately at these events. And they're both wasted at these events. So you can't call somebody else's... Uh, drinking out when you are literally drunk and wasted on drugs the majority of your life. Right. You might be able to pass the information to somebody else that's a more trustworthy uh, individual to be able to have that conversation with them, but they're not listening to you. Mm -hmm. You are not a role model to them. And Tom Sandoval, you are definitely not a role model to him anymore. That ship has sailed. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of what La La says is that, you know, you can't really right. jump in. Yeah. Uh, it's like the get out of jail free card. <laughs> Tom keeps saying it. He's like, it's like get out of jail free card for everybody. And um, James is like, it is you mustache prick. <laughs> you mustache worm prick. Uh, Andy does ask Allie about uh, therapy and... She says, you know, she co-signs on therapy for everybody, but especially for him. Yeah. And all men. It's not... She's not wrong. You know how I feel about therapy. Therapy is, like, so wonderful, especially if you get the right person. So if it's not wonderful for you and your experience, you're not going to the right person. Because it is a wonderful experience to share and hear real feedback of ways that you can cope and do things differently to help yourself so and if you need help in like realizing something here's my thing tom had a horrible therapist tom sandoval your therapist (laughs) is fucking awful yeah if she continually was just listening to you say okay we're gonna plan this we're gonna plan this out for six months from now and you're gonna continue doing this affair this it's okay because you're gonna confess it's okay that's not how this no, works. That's not okay. <laughs> um, Andy touches very, very lightly on Sheena's wedding. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, how they were married for a year before the wedding even happened. And I think this was for a green card purpose. Because during COVID, he couldn't work. So, you don't have a... A green card for that and I'm sure a lot of people were definitely going back because of that mm-hmm. um, not that it, it means anything if she was going to marry him anyway that's it would be dumb to wait so no 
no no love lost from us on the decision that she made especially because she got to share it so intimately without cameras and everything there and then got a camera version that she can keep for later uh the next part was kind of about Andy talking to Katie and Tom Schwartz about how you know Katie had went to the the resort because she already had her tickets mm-hmm. but really she didn't really understand the reason why uh Tom was even asked to be in the wedding I do think it's a little odd I think probably because the reason why they would do that and this is just me knowing way too much about Bravo shows so this is your little uh tidbit when you're doing a sh- uh an event like that like a wedding or whatever you don't get paid to be on unless you're a part of the wedding so they may have asked him to be part of the wedding so that he would be paid for that episode yeah. as one of the people part of the wedding. Hmm. Like, the deal they got for that. I got you. So, like, whenever Teresa got married on Real Housewives in yeah. New Jersey, she, like, Marge did not get paid Margaret did not get paid to go attend her wedding, even though it was taped. She didn't get paid because she wasn't in the wedding. Dolores did because Dolores was in the wedding. Jennifer Aiden did because she was in the wedding. Um, at this point, you know, Katie does express that it was weird for her because she felt like um, he had a long history, like he is constantly like second guessing her and like anything that she would give any advice or Mm -hmm. say anything on and he has this long history he says she has this long history of diminishing his friendships with people and this is when she says you're like a serial killer's wet dream you're friends with everybody (laughs) she's not wrong no He's so easy to throw his loyalty and friendship that he would be, like... She's like, you're going to be found cut up in pieces one of these days. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, I hope you aren't cut up in pieces one of these days. But he does trust everybody. Like, he just gives trust to the wind. Yeah. Stop doing that because I kind of like you, Schwartz. Like, I don't even want to say it, but... I want him to change. Mm -hmm. I want him to break free of Sandoval. I think he has the capabilities of being a really funny fucking character. Yeah, yeah. And so, and he's super smart. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if you could break him away from that, he could be what we all really like about him. Mm -hmm. Which is the good guy. So there's a good guy in there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I'm, he wasn't always a good guy to Katie, but there's a good guy in there. Uh, Lala talks about warning Allie on the boat. Um, Andy, Andy asked her about it and, you know, I mean, she was honest and she even, I thought it was really great because she looked over at Allie and she was like, be honest. Yeah. Like, it's okay if you want to say that I was out of line there. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I thought that was really, really great, especially coming on as a new cast member. Mm-hmm. It has to feel great to feel the camaraderie from the the other castmates. Right. So I really, really love that. She did say that she felt like she probably could have stepped in a little bit more. I mean, James, he, he like, is kind of emotional when he talks about Lala. Because he said, you know, I know what she went through and I know everything that went down. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, and the redemption that she's had in, you know, moving away from that life and not drinking and... So he like ride or die for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, truly ride or die for her. But he's like, I want her to see my growth too. Yeah. And so he was kind of angry when he saw that clip and said that he did call her and and had a, a conversation with her about it. Mm. I feel like these two are definitely close. Oh yeah, for sure. I feel like there is texting beyond castmates, like yeah. advice, like life stuff between the two of them. Um, They did uh, mention the Canyon Club fight. Yeah. So this one you didn't really know about, and I felt bad when we were watching it because he kind of looked at me like, what the (laughs) fuck? So they talked about this on a lot of the different podcasts, and from what I learned in the podcasts that were shared by the cast members... Basically, sorry, basically they had a conversation inside of the club and it got a little heated, Mm -hmm. James and Allie. And it may be exactly what he's saying. He's like, you know, I was telling her I wanted to leave and he was like, it was really loud. So I was screaming it. Right. And God came over and was like, you can't scream. And I can see him if he was already aggravated. He'd been on set. He'd. Mm -hmm. He's been working for hours. And these people have just been drinking and partying. So it's a little different. Yeah. And he's like, and I just, I wanted to go home. And, you know, I couldn't get through to, to them. And Allie immediately defended him. Now, every other woman has also adamantly defended him. Mm-hmm. I felt like she was pretty strong in her conviction when she said that she wasn't really sure why... Uh, uh, Rachel was the narrator for that night yeah. because she really didn't have anything to do with it and it was kind of ridiculous and you know James Sandoval's like over there running his mouth and James is like he's like where were you in the back fucking Rachel <laughs> yeah. I think he said kissing Rachel but I, I'm gonna say what I want to say mm-hmm. and but Ariana chimes in and she's like no he was fucking dedicating songs to me all night long and that is awful. Yeah. Like, this... So, that kind of shit... If I'm Rachel, and I'm out with you guys, she was more concerned with what was going on with Allie and James mm-hmm. than what she was with Ariana and Tom. Hmm. So, it just... And he was already fucking other people at that point. Right. So, it just... If if I'm watching my two friends and he's dedicating songs to her when we go out, I'm not like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get him alone so I can put the moves on him. Right. It's just so gross. The whole thing is just twisted. Mm-hmm. Fucking twisted. Um... 
Andy does ask about the restraining order, and it's kind of like gearing up for Sheena's exit. Yeah. Um, he does, she says, you know, I'm not going to talk about it until we have our court date. We all know what happened at the court date. You yeah, know, right. everything was dismissed. But he walks over, well, they start talking about what happened that night. I got a lot of heat um, for a couple of times when I thought that the cast was lying and Tom was telling the truth. Mm -hmm. I think this is another one of those times, guys. Whenever they asked her if she hit her, she says no. Everyone says no. Andy's like, does anybody believe she hit her? Tom raises his hand. He's like, do you believe that she hit her? Mm -hmm. And he sits there. He won't answer. The longest pause in reality TV history, you guys. Like, I could have ran to the store and back. Could have smoked a cigarette and came back for as long as it took him to answer this question. I got pretty antsy. He said it. He felt like he was at a rock and a hard place because uh, he felt like that he his friendship with Sheena and Ariana is like you don't have a fucking friendship with Sheena. Mm -hmm. That was very telling for me. She's deciding who Sheena's friends with, (laughs) which. I mean, maybe that's how their friendship works. It's not how my friendships work. I don't care what happened between you and him. To be his acquaintance, to speak to him, to have a cordial relationship with him is my decision. Now, would I introduce my girlfriends to date him again? (laughs) Probably fucking not. But um, being cordial and a castmate on a reality TV show that he brings the drama for, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I probably would be around for that. So I just, I I thought all of the interaction here was very weird, Mm -hmm. basically shutting him down, telling him to shut his fucking mouth. Mm -hmm. He says that whenever she called from, uh, Rachel's phone, because she stole Rachel's, Rachel's phone and then smashed it that night. He says when she called from it, she said, I punched that bitch. And Ariana said, she said she pushed Pushed, that bitch. Yeah, Yeah. so push, punch, definitely can be confused in Mm -hmm. the heat of the moment of what's going on. But I believe that she did hit her, but it was open-handed and the fingernail scratched the inner eye in the process. And I believe that because of the angle at which she'd be hitting her. Mm. She's like a fucking ogre. She's like seven foot tall and Sheena's like four foot tall. Yeah. So it's like the troll and the ogre. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. I, I just, I really believed, like, Lala was like, you better watch your tongue, Tom Sandoval. Mm-hmm. It just, the way that they were attacking him it was evident body language wise that they were all a part of a narrative and Tom was telling what he heard. Now, whether or not that was what was actually said, like I said, it could have been the heat of the moment. I can't even imagine trying to narrate and remember what happened the night that I, all of my million lies came crashing down in my face. Cause you know, that had to be the worst fucking night of his life. <laughs> Anyway, uh, they, um, he says that he wasn't there. So, you know, he can't really say, but he does speak to what he was told. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, they're just arguing and the cameras are, he, he, Tom talks about how the two of them argue Mm -hmm. all the time and they had this secrecy. She adamantly denies it to Andy, Ariana. Yeah. And Tom says, you know, I felt like we argued, the cameras were turned on, and then we'd be like, honey, I'm home. Yep. Honey, I'm home. I also believe this. And I got railed on TikTok for saying that I believe this. <laughs> um, because everybody was like, she shared her mental health. She shared her body issues. That's not what I'm talking about. No. She shared their sex issues. That's the thing. She shared their sex issues six years ago. Mm-hmm. And sometimes longer. So, in seven years, did you think they still had really bad intimacy issues? No. I thought it was a Mm storyline. Really? I mean, everybody thinks that's a storyline. Nobody thinks that's reality and that that's what's going on. Because in reality, you're not sticking around for that. Mm, And I mean, I granted... I, I hear you, Ariana. It does not negate someone cheating. No, but it negates someone leaving. Yeah. Absolutely negates someone leaving. And you even said that. You either break up or you go to therapy and you fix it. So I I absolutely feel like if that wasn't happening and you weren't willing to do what needed to be done to make that happen, mm-hmm. then you should have broken up. Should have been a, a mutual decision to have broken up. Yeah. But you definitely... Um, definitely shouldn't shouldn't have portrayed this happy loving couple all the time that mm-hmm. spent a lot of time together that's the vibe that i got from you guys on screen yeah you spent a lot of time together i did not get the vibe ariana that you sat at home by yourself watching reality tv with your gay pal friends like that's just not the vibe that i got really? I don't know. And and you guys can, are absolutely able to disagree with me. And that's the thing. I'm not a Tom supporter. I absolutely support <laughs> Ariana in this venture and mm-hmm. what transpired. But I think there is some recognition needed in the fact that as a person uh, in a relationship, we also have to be cognizant of not only what we want to be happy, but what we can do to make our partner happy. And I'm not saying like, go home and spread your legs, ladies. This is the 1950s. I'm saying that recognizing what makes a partner happy is important in a relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I will say that, you know, <laughs> sorry about that guys. We, it's a circus here. So the fact mm-hmm. that you don't hear us hurting animals 24-7 on this podcast <laughs> is a fucking miracle. Mm-hmm. We have six dogs and six cats. Three inside. Three cats inside and three outside in the barn. So we absolutely sometimes during a, a cast will we'll get interrupted. So we apologize. Um, really what Tom was saying is that she was telling him there that the cast was not trustworthy. Mm-hmm. It was not a safe place. And do not put that shit out there, Tom. And I believe him here. Yes. The reason I believe him right here is because she said in her interview before 
that she didn't want to put that shit out there. When mm-hmm. she was talking to Lala and that whole scene that she wanted to shut down production because she didn't want to talk about their relationship where he left her crying at home over her grandma at, at the Labor Day party. She definitely said in that interview, I don't want to put that shit out there about my relationship. So you already said that. So I know he's telling the truth in that statement mm-hmm. because he's speaking your exact words in a previous interview, like one or two episodes ago. Yeah. I I can pick out the things when he's lying too, though. Like it's for sure. It's pretty easy to see when he's rubbing his hair, uh, covering his face, covering his face because he doesn't want people to look at him. Um, so hate that. She speaks up and talks about the things she did share. Uh, but he said, you know, she's condescending, mm-hmm. and she said what we all really to me she said what we all thought mm-hmm. like she's saying what we all think it's not condescending it's the truth yeah. and it may be a little bit brutal right now but i think she's earned that right considering what you did to her so yeah. is that her stance all the time with you i don't know but you lost the right to say that yeah. in this moment because you didn't speak up when you weren't a fucking piece of shit mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, that's how the world works, Tom. You speak up before, or else that's where you become this guy that you are now. This worm with a mustache. <laughs> um, the... Tactic... Ariana talks about immediately is that you don't let somebody finish saying something if it's going to be something bad about you if they're talking bad about you don't let them finish talking you talk over them yeah it's a good tactic it is i mean not gonna lie sometimes in a heated conversation at work that truly works (laughs) it's totally successful on a, a heated leadership call but it's also very rude and so Neither one of them want to admit to this. Mm-hmm. She says, I'm going to use a tactic that you, that you taught me. And then he's like, no, that's your tactic, motherfucker. And what's hilarious first in this is that he's lying so bad because he's like running his fingers through his hair mm-hmm. as he's saying it. Like he's trying to flip the script because they probably did both use it at some point mm-hmm. because they needed to. But it sounds like something he would say, yeah. not her. And it sounds like something he does. This is why he's the last fucking word in every fucking scene. Yeah. Like, nobody wants to hear you talk, Sandoval. Nobody wants to hear you talk. It definitely showed that he's lying to. Mm-hmm. And you can't believe either narrative. And that's kind of where I'm coming from, where I'm calling out the things that I think he is telling the truth on. Yeah is that you can't believe either one of these narratives completely. Like, I think there's truths in both of them and there's lies in both of them. Mm -hmm. So there's no way you can believe either one of them fully. Um, Lisa freaks out when he calls her a motherfucker. (laughs) Did you just call her a motherfucker? (laughs) Yeah, I did. Yeah, something you apparently don't do in England is call your significant other a motherfucker. Uh... 
Andy does walk over and hand Sheena the paper. It is not what he says it is. He says it's dismissing it. Sheena's lawyer was on her podcast this week, and he definitely talked about it being this paper to file a motion, so it wasn't even the right thing. He said, you can't dismiss this. Like, there is no way to dismiss it. You have to show up, you have to go to court, Mm -hmm. and then you dismiss it at court, or you, you know, ask for a continuance and for it to keep going. So, it's, it's just an emergency order. So, it's there until you meet, and that's how it works. So, he gives her this paper and she starts crying. You guys, I don't like the bawling boohoo. Like, I get it. But mm-hmm. I feel like she is really riding this a little bit further than she should. I don't know about you, babe. <laughs> it's a bit much. She's like, my She's daughter. She's always crying. She is. She's like, my daughter freaked out and was hyperventilating. And maybe she was. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how. Uh, I don't know why a, a, a tall elder would. She said because she had broke down and was crying and the daughter saw her and so then she freaked out. Also, I don't know. I don't want to see this. Like, editors can cut this out. Yeah. I think they did it because they wanted you to see... You know, she talks about... She goes into... And this part I did like. Mm-hmm. She goes into her relationship with Rachel. Yeah. About how she let her sleep in the bed with her and her husband. About how, you know, she was friends with her. She asked her, you know, you're going to be a part of this cast and a part of this inner circle. Please don't do anything to make us bad. And you can see tears rolling down Ariana's face. And it pans to Rachel in the trailer. And Rachel's like, you think maybe I should have probably written her a note. She's like, as things are transpiring, I think maybe I probably should have written her a note. I think I would have paid money to see that note. (laughs) I'm just saying. You can write it now, Rachel. We'll still accept it. You can send it to breakingtherulesvp at (laughs) (laughs) gmail.com. So... He definitely is like, this wasn't malicious. It pisses off Ariana Mm -hmm. when he says that. I mean, I'm sure he didn't do it with malicious intent, but the whole act is malicious itself. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just cheating, and I think that's where you draw the line. Like, I wouldn't consider it malicious if it was just cheating. But the fact that you cheated with her best friend or someone closer to her... Mm -hmm is malicious that's malicious intent in general because you're losing two people very close to you in a very egregious or a very very atrocious way so uh she um she's being really nasty um she she maybe earned this right but she Mm -hmm. jumps on to him and in that part you know she attacks him over Sheena she you know says that uh, she told her the night of um, the night that everything blew up at Tom Tom whenever watch what happens live mm-hmm. 
and everything transpired. You know, he told Sheena that night that he wasn't really friends with her. And he did. Like, he kind of threw everything to the wind that night and now wants to backpedal. And it's so weird because I feel like he only wants to do it because of this, the cameras came back mm-hmm. up. Because he would have felt that way, ride or die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Andy's like, did you ask Brock if if they were intimate? I mean, first of all, Brock is not going to tell you the truth, Sheena. If anything happened, he's not going to tell you the truth. And I tell you, that would put Brock in a seriously hard position. Because if you came to him, and even if he denied you, at that that point, the pact is so great between these women. And you're so new. Would you feel comfortable going to your significant other and being like, hey, this person was hidden on me? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't know whether he would do that or not. Right. I don't know. I guess I guess she says that he told her that no, she never even tried, mm-hmm. but that he didn't give off the vibe that he would be interested in someone else other than Sheena. Mm-hmm. I be- I believe that. Yeah. I do believe that. I think he's absolutely infatuated with Sheena and he's mm-hmm. perfect for her. I think they're perfect for one another. Um there is some unseen footage that's shown on the trip to Lake Havasu in Las Vegas, and they are in the car talking to Rachel about the Vegas trip and with Sheena and Brock, and if she had a threesome with them. Mm. She denies it and mm-hmm. says that, no, they did not. And they're like, oh, you wait, it's going to happen. So I wonder if they said that because that's like a thing that Sheena and Brock do. Yeah, That's what yeah. I felt yeah. from that. Which is okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But um, I just, that was the vibe that I got (laughs) from the conversation in the car. Um, It does pan uh, to the, Sheena exits, Mm -hmm. Rachel enters, comes in and sits down. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it pans to the one-on-one with Rachel and Andy. Yes. Um, she speaks to him about being there. She's really nervous, but being there to take accountability. Mm-hmm. And she's here to do that. And I believed her in that moment. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Um, I thought, at least I felt like she really, um, she really was saying that she wants to take accountability mm-hmm. and she wants to take ownership in what has taken place. Could be totally fooled, but I don't know if she's capable of fooling me. I don't think she's that good. Yeah. I don't know, though. She duped the whole fucking country if <laughs> if she really, truly is this person under the mm-hmm. covers. I think she just went through some shit yeah. being new to Hollywood and new to fame, and I think she made a really, really bad decision. I'm not sure she's a horrible person. I think she made a bad decision. Hmm. We'll see. Yeah. Could be totally wrong. <laughs> um, but she does start talking to him about when it began, and she mm-hmm. closes her eyes when she answers him, which made me laugh, mm-hmm. because she is closing her eyes. You, usually you're closing your eyes because you're lying, or you're trying to remember something. That's exactly right. So, I mean, this is what I'm doing, guys. I'm reading them from my psychology classes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
I took psychology, I took extended psychology, I took leadership psychology, like I have a master's. So I definitely have taken way more um, courses on uh, psych and behavior than I'd like to admit, but it does help me in everyday life. Um, she, Andy does say that there were so many signs that he felt like Ariana ignored and she was riding for them so hard and um you just he wanted to know like did did she and and him just convince themselves that she just didn't want to know yeah i think she did yeah i think she's young i think she and i'm being very gracious there because i think she's 27 Mm -hmm. i think she's young and i think she had a, a very naive mind coming to hollywood and i think he preyed on her in a moment of weakness after a breakup. I mean, we saw her cry how many times? <laughs> I think the cries she had all season were her realizing what she was doing mm-hmm. and how much everything is happening. Like, I don't think they had to do with some of the things that were going on. I mean, I, I 100% think she cried about pageantry. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of about aging out of pageantry. Yes, I think that was a real cry. Mm. But I think, like in the car to Lake Havasu when she started crying. I think that was real. Yeah. I think those were moments that she was really like, I mean, she hadn't started the affair with him at that Mm -hmm. point, you know, like that was a real cry. That was a real moment where she was like super declining in her mental state. And that was the time it started. So I feel Mm. like he preyed on her. Yeah. Um, Mm. Andy asked her if, uh, she felt like Ariana believed the, the, like believed at at face value, and she did. She said, you know, she disbelieved everything that he said at face value, and which is insane. Yeah. She should. That's her partner, and she mm-hmm. should be able to trust them. And he said it sounded like she's blaming her. Almost everything coming out of her mouth sounded like she was blaming her at this mm-hmm. point in the one on one. It was bad. Um, he asked her what she felt in the phone conversation from mm-hmm. Ariana that night, and she said it was pain. Um, she said that she did not want to say anything because her and Tom hadn't got their story straight. I'm making quotation marks in the air, you guys. Their story straight because they he was afraid that it would hurt her very bad if she knew how long the affair had been going on. So she told him that night, or she told her that night, August, and I feel like she did that. She's saying right now she she told the truth, mm-hmm. but did she? Was she just saying something because she, you know, they had thrown some stories in the air? Yeah. So will she divulge that it's been going on for longer? I don't know how that's a huge reveal, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's, like, the one thing we all think could be is that she was broke up with James for him. I mean, they didn't have sex for two years. Wow. Her and James. Wow. Dang. But got engaged during that time. Yeah. That's... Um, Andy asked her if she'd been coached by him, and she pretty mm-hmm. much admitted it. Yeah. Of course we've been talking about the... Re- I mean, yeah. I mean, we do... We do have conversations about it. It was like nine different ways of saying yes. 
Um, and he, then he asks her if she wants to come back the next season. And she tells him yes. Mm-hmm. So all of you who don't want her back, I'm sorry. But I think if her PR team is uh, bouncing out deals right now and stuff, she's probably going to be back next season. I'm excited because I think it'll make for great television. Mm-hmm. Um, not excited for her mental health because I think that if she truly does want to work on it, she probably shouldn't come back. Yeah, probably not. But it kind of pans to the um, the crowd again in on set mm-hmm. where she has joined them and Schwartz pops some Xanax. Yeah, Sandy goes green light, green light. What does this mean? Uh, right. There's been theories that it's a plan. Like, there's a green light, yellow light, red light, three different plans, and that he knew which one to go with. Um, It's also been said that green light means production is up, and that he was trying to warn him that you're getting your pill bottle out and the green light's on, so we're filming. Um, So that could also be it. I mean, there's definitely some theories out there. What else were you going to say? Oh, nothing. About after a green light? Um, Nothing? Just, it just seemed kind of like a cue to me because he kind of like pulled it out of his jacket coat immediately after he said that. It could be exactly what you think in your previous theory of the revelation for he's so nervous that he's going to have to admit that he slept with her now that. He needed to pop some Xanax. <laughs> and I guess that's where we will come to a stop. We're watching a beautiful deer cross the yard as we <laughs> say goodnight to you guys. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. And Thank you. we will see you guys next week for the final episode of season 10. Yeah. And we will be posting a picture on uh, the TikTok page tomorrow with our Worm with a Mustache Mm t-shirt ready for season uh, finale. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye, everyone.